This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, hey, everybody, this is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to an episode of the Courage Cast. I'm already laughing, and I have no idea what this podcast is going to be about because I have somebody here in the studio who just whenever I see him, he makes me kind of giggle a little bit. And, uh, it's like his, a high school fling. <laughs> well, no, not a high no, school no. fling. No. Oh, okay. Jaime, this is already not starting well. <laughs> All right. Jaime Lara. Right? That's it. Yeah. I just want to make sure I pronounced your name right. I've well, never actually I, said I your name like in public. You say it with like a like an accent on the eh, like Jaime. Jaime? But I never say it like that. Jaime. I, I always just say Jaime. What is it? What does Jaime rhyme with? I, oh, Jaime. Hi, Lara. Never, never had to rhyme it with anything. Yeah, you should try. It's I, fun. Jaime. Rhyming's fun. Mm, Jaime. What's me? Heine? Heine? Well, so Heine, that's Lara. what Jaime rhymes with. Like, right. Jaime that's why Heine. you don't like yeah. Heine. Yeah, so, well, I mean, I'm 33 now, so I can get over it You can get quicker. over it, yeah. And, and I got a little bit more of a mouth on me, so it's easier for me to come back with comebacks. Okay. I'm waiting for them. Yeah. <laughs> They'll well, come. No, it'll be there. As we get comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Figure it out. So, so, anyway, Jaime. I can't call you Jaime. I that told just you. Sounds that's weird. why I Jaime. Yeah. Jaime. Um, no, it's just Jaime. Can I just call you Jaime? For sure. That's what I've been going for for like okay. the rest right. of my life. Gosh, it's so formal. You're so formal. So formal fault. Mexican. I know. Are you Mexican? Hispanic. Hispanic. Yeah. So is that an insult when I say Mexican? No, not at all. I mean, I don't go for Mexico, like if they're playing USA uh-huh. in like any kind of... You don't cheer for them? Oh, not ever. No. Okay. I, Why not? Because uh, I'm United States all the way. You're USA. For sure. Okay. Yeah. And you grew up in Houston, Texas? Uh, little town south of Houston, about mm-hmm. an hour south. Yeah, because because Hispanics they, I mean, I don't know where where does is it's, that where the majority of the Hispanic well, population so is? So like Houston is kind of like a melting pot right now. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more. I think whenever I was growing up, it was more of a, um, you know, uh, white, black, and hi- Hispanic culture. But like the Hispanic culture has just got bigger and bigger. and now it's it's so much more bigger than it probably was then. But like South South Texas is definitely more. Mexican Hispanic culture to where they have you know Catholic, you know that that religion is huge over there. Were you? Um, did you grow up Catholic? I did. Okay. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Are you Catholic now? No, not at all. No, <laughs> I kind I kind of got over the Catholic thing when I was in college. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just didn't didn't go anymore. I mean, I go with my parents whenever they want to go to mass and stuff. Right. So they're still Catholic. They are still there. Would you the originals? Okay. So what happened to you? What happened? What changed? Uh, well, so you, you go to church when you're young because your parents tell you to go. Mm-hmm. And that's basically, you know, every Sunday we wake up 9, 9.30-ish, get ready for church, go to Mass. Uh, and then we Were you all, a good boy in, in, in Mass? Or not, were uh, were you not? Were you kind of a bad I mean, I don't behavior? think I was horrible. I mean, I think I was just a normal kid. Mm-hmm. I definitely had like, I was more of an emotional kid. Mm-hmm. Like I was pretty emo. My, my emo. Mood, oh yeah, I had I had mood swings so bad. Um, like I could I could really get into a dark place real quick with yeah. just like my moods. It's real weird. Yeah. Um, but no. So when I grew up, I grew up Catholic, and so we, we went because my parents made me go. They grew up Catholic. You know, it was just kind of like one of those traditional things. And then 
I did all the steps, you know, you got communion, confirmation, I was an altar boy, um, all this stuff. And I just, you know, I did it cause I kind of was told to do it. I right. Didn't really. You went along with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened when you got into college, you're on your own. Where'd you go to college? Uh, so I went to college station for, I went to a junior college first in my mm-hmm. hometown mm-hmm. or hometown ish, uh, for a year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. And then I was in college station for, I think a year. Mm-hmm. And then I was the rest. When of you my say time, college station, Texas A and M? Uh, no, uh, they have a junior college over there. Mm-hmm. Um, Blinn University, I think is what it was. Blaine. Blinn. Blinn. Yeah, they're kind of big. Were um, quarterback for Carolina. For the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um, the old da- old dab face. Oh yeah, dab guy. Yeah. Cam Newton. Why, Cam Newton. Why yeah. am I having a hard time remembering? I don't know. He's horrible. I guess. Yeah. Um, he went to school. At that, Did at that junior college, yeah, okay. before he went to, I think it was Auburn. Yeah, and then he went to, well, he went to Mississippi, maybe, or Florida, and then he moved back. Oh, yeah, to, yeah. Florida, He's yeah. kind of been all That's over the place. That's what it was, yeah, he's kind of that guy. He's um, doing well now. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. okay, he'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. He'll make it. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, did that in call station, didn't really like the atmosphere there. Um, and then I went to Huntsville to, uh, a junior college there and to, to Sam Houston as well. And, uh, that was kind of like my time of figuring out who I, who I wanted to be type mm-hmm. thing. Cause I wasn't, for- when you're in college, you're not really forced to do anything you don't want to do. Right. I'm always lucky that I had the foundation of friends I had. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I did the stupid, dumb, you know, college stuff where you just went maybe way too crazy sometimes and and did things maybe no. you shouldn't have. I know. I was like, nobody eating, does that. I was eating a lot of chocolate and you know, things of that nature. <laughs> um, but you know, I just trying to find out who who I was and figuring out like how to have a relationship with the Lord and. And what that even meant, because when did you, somebody speak to you? Did somebody like plant seeds in you? Or? My my best man, who <laughs> who we've been through the ringer through everything together. Um, <clears throat> Col- Colby Wallace mm-hmm. um, has always been my my other half. Mm-hmm. I won't say better half because sometimes he was the better one, and sometimes I was the better one. Right. So he's always been by by everything I've done. So he was kind of the opposite half of whatever you were. Yeah, whatever season we were in, mm-hmm. I was probably the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and so we he started going to this um he was your yin to your yang. And then sometimes we were both yings. Yeah. 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 And sometimes we we're both yangs. <laughs> um so uh he was going to a um it's kind of like a fraternity sorority type thing, but it's a Christian one called Chi he, Alpha. Okay. Got it. And Kai Alpha, yeah, and we went. I went there for a while, mm-hmm. and it was probably the first time I ever noticed that having a relationship with the Lord didn't mean you had to have a relationship with the priest, mm. or right. You have to go through somebody, right? Exactly. I didn't understand that concept. I knew you could, you could pray to the Lord, and you, but you know, and when you're Catholic, you have all these steps that you have to do. Like you know, you have to do this. And did you go to confession? confession? I went twice, and it was only because I had to do it for whatever level I was trying to. Oh, uh, achieve. Okay. So if it was confirmation, I had to go confess. Once, yeah, mm-hmm. confess whatever it was. And he's mm-hmm. like, "What well, do you have anything to confess?" I was like. I mean, yeah. I mm-hmm. well, what what do you think you should confess? I'm like, I don't 
Do you no. want to share right now what you yeah. confessed? Uh, well, I think I'm just kidding. Time, I don't want to know because <laughs> you're the kind of person that would tell see. me. It would be. It was something stupid as a kid, like I hit so and so on the playground. Mm. He, nothing crazy, right? It wasn't like murdered right. somebody. Well, I mean, that's like now kid stuff. I don't. What if you said that? What if you walked into a confession booth? What's the rule? I don't. I killed I, it's someone. Between you and the pastor, I guess. The, you and the, the priest. priest. Yeah, yeah, like if you said I killed someone or something, that would be. I mean, could did you have to report that person or what's the what's the uh, maybe it's like a million hell marys and they just keep you at the church until you die? I guess. I maybe. Don't know. I yeah. don't. Okay. Sorry, I'm <laughs> I'm going off on tangents. Uh, but you, so you, you and Ying, I mean, you and Colby, Colby, did your, you know, were so we're you. I left you off. You and Colby were yeah, in a sorority together. We we were in that fraternity. <laughs> this is sorority, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Kai. Kai Alpha. Kai Alpha. Um, and through that, I just met totally like tons of people that you could just really like look up to, and um, people who actually believe or actually said things, and I actually believe that they they meant it. Mm-hmm. You know, that was probably the first time I've had that kind of interaction where somebody was like, you know, be a good steward, and I was like, you actually mean that? Like, you're not just saying it because it's fluff, mm-hmm. um. And, and things like that. So that was kind of like a changing point for me as far as like figuring out how to, you know, read good books and read the Bible and pray and figure out that your life's not going to be, you know, uh, Disney World whenever you're just, you mm-hmm. know, coming to have a relationship with Christ. It doesn't mean you don't have struggles. It means right. you have... Um, after I accepted Christ, the worst day I had was the day after. Was it? Yep. March 5th is the day I accepted Christ. March 6th, my car broke down. I thought you were going to say they ran out of pizza at... Pizza Hut or something? No, <laughs> my car broke down, but that wasn't that the was worst the day. worst day ever. It was just a bad day. That was I shouldn't say it was the worst day. Let me take that back. I was I like, mean, that's I'm... the greatest day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> my Honda day. Prelude your... broke down. Gosh, your such worst first world problems. Like, yeah, your worst day for sure would have been like my normal day. Yeah. So, <clears throat> kind of take me now. So after college, you moved back to to Houston, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, from what I understand, you started getting into promoting music concerts or something, or what? So in in college, I was uh, I had a buddy James Corona um, who was he did, Mexican and he's no, related. He is not Mexican. to the beer. He got Corona, and, but no, no it's okay. uh, no, he's pretty white. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a good friend of mine, and um, he was doing a lot of shows on the weekend um, during the. Um, our spring breaks or, you know, summer, summer years and stuff like that. Yep. So we would, um, or I would on my off time, uh, book shows from on the weekend and we just go travel and just kind of have like a, you know, guy hang from going to, you know, Dallas or Austin or wherever we went for the shows. Yep. I think we went to Oklahoma once and, um, we just had one of those things where it was just one of those things to kind of pass by. I liked doing it. It was fun. It was cool to, you know, have some time with your, with one of your good buddies and not have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, the, um, so you were, you weren't really intending to oh, promote no. music not, at all. You not at just, all. I just love music. I, yeah. I've been, I, I probably went to over a hundred shows when I was in college. Just mm-hmm. all Who the were, time. What's your favorite? What were some of your favorite concerts? So let's see. One of my top ones was probably Sarah Bareilles. I love Sarah. That Bales. was a really good show. We, we love her. Uh, Matt Nathanson. She's got a mouth though, Sarah Burrell. Yeah, so is Matt Nathanson. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I like that kind yep. of comedy humor. Um, yep. And then um, 
Who's another? Every John Mayer show I've ever seen has been. I've never seen him. Oh, it's phenomenal. Love to see it's him the, live. the best ever. Mm. Um, and then, so Sarah Morellis, John Mayer, Matt Nathanson. Uh, I saw Ryan Cabrera once and he did really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did really, really well. And then. So you're kind of the singer songwriter. Matt, Matt Carney. Matt Carney. Yeah. yeah. You're all kind of, you're kind of in that vibe. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I I enjoyed like I went to NSYNC twice. Mm-hmm. I love that. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, What's but, like the worst show you've ever seen? Oh my gosh, uh, worst one was probably Meatloaf. Do you ever went, see Meatloaf? I wouldn't say it was the worst. I just did, it just you can tell they're not a performing artists. It was a uh, Fall Out Boy. Ah, mm-hmm. but they're for sure like a get the crowd going type band. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, I saw them twice and the first time I saw them, I felt that way. The second time you could tell that they've definitely worked on that. Yeah. And so it, it was, I'm just really dedicated to my bands. Mm-hmm. So like when I watch them, you know, I go and that time I had money and I, was, I wasn't married so I could mm-hmm. spend all my money on stuff like that. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, I, I'd have to say Fall Out Boy was probably the one where I was just kind of like, Oh, that doesn't sound like your record at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then all the other ones, they're like totally on point. Yeah. Um, vocally and just musically, I didn't hear. Where would you see him? Uh, um, what venues typically? All over. They they had him at like House of Blues. Was uh-huh. Sarah Bareilles? John Mayer was always at the the Woodlands. Um, oh yeah, the Woodlands. Yeah. I've been to the Woodlands. Seen yeah. a couple shows there. Yeah, that was uh, the John Mayer one. Saw Room Five over there too. Yeah, I saw Don Henley uh, with uh, Susanna Hoff, the lead singer of the Bangles. What was her name? Anyway, mm-hmm. that's the only. I, oh, I saw. Uh, I saw Paula Abdul. Oh yeah, there. Yeah, D- was that when she had the Straight single? Up now, tell no. me. Oh, oh my, yeah. My uh, Paula Abdul favorite was uh, Rush, 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 Rush. Such a good song. Oh yeah, that's a great Such song. It's a, a very song. romantic. It's a smooth song. Keanu Reeves was in that video. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Before uh, Matrix and old John oh, Wick. I didn't. I had no idea. I don't remember the video. Yeah. My dad hated me for that song. Mm-hmm. What was funny is we heard that song <laughs> for an hour. Oh, no. In the car, because I had the cassette single. Oh, no. The cassingle. <laughs> the cassingle. So I, <laughs> I was like, Dad, I got to hear it. And so <laughs> you can ask my wife this. I'm horrible at this. If I like a song, I will listen to it for five hours straight and don't even care. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my latest one right now is the, and it, ha- it came out like years ago, was uh, Tegan and Sarah's Closer. Mm-hmm. It's just got a really good pop beat How does it go? It. It's not dun, dun, physical, dun, 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 dun. and it says something like, "Oh, it's it's got a real it's super like, poppy." Catch- oh, it's got great, see, I love that kind of stuff. I love beat. hooks like and that, and I can listen to it all day. And so- <laughs> On April first in college, um, the morning show, all they played was uh, "If You Want to Call Me Baby." Oh, uh, Spin Doctors. Go ahead. Yeah, Spin Doctors. Yeah. And the whole, the whole, for four hours, yeah. it was 5 a.m. till 5 p.m. It was just all Spin Doctors, whatever that song was. I can't remember it right now. But, uh, <laughs> oh, it was the worst. I did the mornings. I did like the news yeah. um, or the sports. And so it was like, and here's the latest from the Spin Doctors. It was like constantly. The worst song ever. It was so funny. It was a good catchy song. Man. Yeah. Yeah. But not after five hours. <laughs> um, anyway. All right. So cool. I love your taste in music. We should look at my singles. I've got all you kinds got of singles. I used to buy cassette singles oh in Houston gosh. all yeah. the time. I would spend all my money on cassette singles. Or I have uh, 
back in my day, uh, you're a little younger than me, but I had um, 45s. I've got a whole collection oh, of 45s. Oh, Yeah. What was so, your first CD you bought? First CD? First CD. Because uh, that kind of like, like in the same time where we can kind of get with it. It was uh, 87. It was a Eurythmics CD. Oh, yeah? That I really liked. Um, I don't remember the title of it, but uh, uh, or it could have been like back in eighty or late eighties, early nineties. It was it was Columbia House Record Club and BMG Record Club. And they had you could buy whatever you want. Oh yeah, I was uh, oh man, I I bought everything. I bought tons of stuff. Um, So I've got all my CDs over there. I don't listen to him ever again. My but. first CD was Boyz II two album. Oh, <laughs> and I didn't great. have a CD player, so I had to turn on my mom's Forerunner. Yeah, and listen to That's it. Awesome. I was a late bloomer to CDs because I like <laughs> listen to records. I had record players, yeah. and and so you know, like I um I loved all all the the music of the eighties. I was kind of a pop, so I like yeah. Phil Collins and oh, Genesis. Yeah. That's and, all my dad grew me up on, and um you know, kind of the lighter stuff but right i have to find it um <laughs> so it's just fun good stuff um when i listened to american top 40 when i was a kid like uh, casey Kasem. oh yeah for sure every sunday and i mean i didn't grow up in stories church. casey could you please oh, play yeah. me a song that yes send in the clowns and who's in desert storm right, right now right and i just really want to hear mariah carey's one sweet day yeah <laughs> i'm like the most saddest introduction to mariah carey's one sweet i know day. <laughs> i know and you just be like crying this goes, this goes out to you rebecca <laughs> yes exactly uh casey was the best man he died recently did he? Yeah, that makes me kind of sad now. Tr- troubled past. Can we dedicate a song to Casey? Let's let's do that. Let's take a little break. <laughs> He's done so much for us. Let's exactly. Do something for him. It's time to give back. <laughs> um, I remember it was always "Send in the Clowns" or um, some Bette Midler's "The Rose." Yeah, um, that was kind of my time, and I was like, I hate these songs. I really did hate those songs. Yeah. there was not many good long distance dedications. But yeah. um, anyway, it was fun. My dad would record them on reel to reels. Oh yeah, and and he would make mixes out of them for because yeah. they'd have dance parties uh, oh. with their friends. Like that was back in the day, right. you know, late seventies, early eighties. And my parents would just you know have disco nights at their mm-hmm. house, and I'd be upstairs trying to sleep, an only child, you and do you it. know, but I would come down and hang you out. Would. Yep, yeah, yeah. I would. <laughs> my parents wouldn't wake up until like <laughs> noon the next day, and I'd be it'd be smell like cigarettes and alcohol. Uh, waking up, but it was fun. Yeah, good times. Good times. Good times. Best times. Yeah, it was good times. Um, anyway, I don't know why I got off on that, but it's okay. Uh, so, so, so you're promoting this concert mm-hmm. or not promoting, you're just kind of working with Corona. Right. Um, and then how did you meet Elisa? That's how you she, met her, right? Yeah. Yeah. So her and, uh, so her and James have uh, a mutual friend, uh, between the two of them, uh, Robbie C mm-hmm. from the Robbie C band. Yeah. Um, he produced one of her records. And so anytime she would come into town, she would always play at their church and, you know, they'd always, uh, host her through that time and stuff like that. So she was in town. She didn't have an opener. Uh, James was like, Hey, do you think we could, you know, try to open up for her? And we both loved her music. She's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, yeah, man, let's, uh, let's, let's I mean, no hard and trying. Might as well send it. You know, mm-hmm. so, at the time, MySpace was cool. MySpace, yeah. MySpace was awesome. And so this so, was like 94, 95? Yeah, it was a little bit later. Oh, no, later than yeah, that. That was like 2000. Probably 2004. 2004, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm totally um, off on that. Sorry about that. No, it I think the internet was created in 1994. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, 
Um, so I sent her a message on MySpace asking if she could have an opener for one of the uh, one of the shows, one of her shows in Houston. She's like, "Yeah, I would, I would love that. It'd be awesome." Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. So that's how uh, the original hookup of that happened. Um, I didn't meet her until they had that show that night because she drove in, I think, in the morning or mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I think we were either I had a class that morning or something like that, so I didn't come until afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the first time of me actually meeting her. And you James. picked her up or met her at the airport? Met her? No, not at the airport. She drove. Mm-hmm. She she had a like a O two or O one CRV that she would drive all around. Mm-hmm. Um, it was her and her road manager at the time, Sarah. So you and, met her at the venue. Mm-hmm. And what'd you think? Oh, she was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really pretty. Um, Did she think you were gorgeous? No, I was probably a lot heavier. <laughs> I was probably really overweight. Really? Um, oh yeah. I remember eating like a whole like chicken fried steak in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like looking at you like, Yeah, she's Whoa. probably like, you're going to die mm-hmm. in at least a year. Because <laughs> she was probably on a health journey at that point, right? She was kind of she... trying to figure out what was going on with her. Um, her line? Well, at the time, I think she thought it was mercury poisoning. Oh, okay. Got it. So she was, um, yeah, she's always been like a health guru. Though. Like even when you talk to her brother or mom, like they, she was always running or doing something. She was never one of those like. I tell you what, I'm down. really envious of her for one thing. Her she, hair? No. No. Crystal Gale hair. I mean, she definitely has great hair. Yeah. But her coffee mug, her, she has the best coffee mug in church. Which one and, is that one? I don't know. It's just like all of them. Oh, they're oh. always huge. <laughs> they're they're always like, ah, oh, that's the kind of mug I want to walk in with. Like the yeah. kind you have to hold with two hands. For sure. You know? It's yeah, very impressive. I wash all those mugs. I'm sure you it's do. Pretty great. <laughs> um, yeah, doing. To, it's so bad at our house. Like she could, she could literally go. I could clean the whole sink, and I could take a picture of the sink. Mm-hmm. I could go to work for a whole day. Mm-hmm. I could come back from work after the clean sink and take a picture of it. Both sinks are full to the map. Really? Room. Yeah. I'm like, what do you do <laughs> to do this? You know how many kids? And she at has home? to. And she has to kind of like, and I feel bad for her because she's got all these allergies that she has to do. She has to do everything homemade. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm always like, where, where is this coming from? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, I I don't do it on purpose. I'm like, I know, but it's just, it's a lot everywhere. Of but I'm jealous of the mugs. Yeah, so. she's she's got a good collection. Going yeah, on. yeah, I love I love those mugs. I keep telling Chrissy I want that those kind of mugs, and I still haven't gotten one. I, so feel I, kind of sorry for myself about that. I got a couple of like M is it imports M Imperial imports or something like that. Oh, Pier One, Pier Import, yeah, Pier One. Oh, okay, yeah, good move. Yeah, I have to get one for and myself. They're not that they're not that expensive. I mean, yeah. they're like you said, the big ones. And yeah, I, think I have a friend cool. that that makes like ceramic mugs, and they're oh, yeah? really cool, like shaped weird, but huh. they're really big and really. I haven't awesome. gone to custom mugs yet. Yeah, you need to do that. Maybe. Anyway, so you meet her. Right. She's gorgeous. Right. You. Uh, what happens? The show goes on, and you stay connected. We. How so, did you win her over? Is what I want to know. I don't even know. Sometimes, um, I. So I texted her back and forth, and I think at the time, oh, this is a real story that actually happened. Okay. Um, I had I a BlackBerry it. at the time. BlackBerry. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and so everybody. That's when iPhones were coming out. Everybody's like, oh, you got to get an iPhone. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm never going to do a touchscreen phone. Mm-hmm. Well, lo and behold, Lisa Turner had an iPhone. Yep. So I was like, frick. So now I have to like figure out how to get an iPhone. Uh-huh. So Why? 
Why do you have to get one? Because she was like, only cool kids have iPhones. Oh, okay. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to ever be a cool kid if I always keep this Blackberry. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll, okay, I'll fold into it. So I got an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Strictly so I could text her that I had an iPhone. <laughs> okay. And that is it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did that, got an iPhone, still have an iPhone, haven't mm-hmm. switched since then. Right. Um, still have the same iPhone? No, God. Okay. No, I've gone through 19. She hates it that I have new ones all the time. Uh-huh. Um, but she, uh, so I texted her, I was like, hey, I got an iPhone. She's like, now you're in with the cool kids. And so like, you know, it's just kind of, I'm one of those guys that can like, make up a reason to text you <laughs> right yeah okay now that i know so, this well not anymore not anymore because okay. it's just my wife um yeah. but at that time it was. oh you're talking about with girls right okay. no with dudes i'm like hey bro did you see with this dudes, right. yeah okay. i don't yeah i don't have like any ulterior motives when it comes yeah to i hope not no not yet okay high fives i'm just yeah. kidding um fist bump, fist bump. <laughs> but so i texted her and that kind of like led to like playful banter like stuff like that and so <laughs> Um, I remember one time she said, and it caught me off guard. She texted me something like, I wish you were here so we could lay down and just take a nap. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And I told my roommate, cause at the time I was like, she's way out of my league. There's nothing's ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you think that means? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you, did you respond right away? Yeah. Like, I was like silly laughter. Like, well, ha, ha, I think ha. I was kind of shocked. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, um, what do I say now? Um, yeah, I was like, I wish I was there too. I was like, no, that's too cheap. And that's when you start getting <laughs> your mind because you're like really kind of mind gaming yourself. Right. You're like, is there anything that's a good response to this? Yes. So um, what did you say? I think I said like, if I could be there, I would or something like that. You uh, know, like something <laughs> something I thought like yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. would say. <laughs> She's all that. Um, so uh, I just... It worked, I guess. Um, so, what was her response to that? It was just after that. It was kind of like, um, flirty when can text. I see you? Yeah, flirty like text. I really want to see you, and mm-hmm. uh, let's hang out. Let's keep talking. And I think that's when Skype was getting really big into it. Yes, we had our first date on a Skype. Really? Yep. How does that work? How does a Skype date work? You basically make your own food. You we rented the same movie, which was Five Hundred Days of Summer. Oh with, my gosh! Yeah, that's a good with, movie. Uh, Zoe Deschanel. It's a little and, crazy movie. Yeah. What's his name? I don't remember the dude from 30, 30 Seconds or the Thirty Mars TV show. Uh, Joseph something. Joseph Prince. Nope. Okay, I don't know. Who you're I talking can't remember about. him, but he's he was good. Um, three hundred days of summer, right? Yep. Or five hundred days of summer. I thought it was three hundred. Okay. He's in Batman too. The last one. Okay. Well, we're gonna find him right here. Oh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yep, mm-hmm. that dude. Yeah, I love Zoe mm. Deschanel. Yeah, she's awesome. She's she's cool. Yeah, so that was a good movie. I remember that. It was. It is Five Hundred Days of Summer. Is it? Yeah, oh, got yeah, like two hundred le- two hundred less days. Try to cut cut it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a Skype date on. We had our first date on that. Um, like, I guess you could say interaction. So she's thing. cooking dinner. You're cooking the same. No, meal. it's like all done. You just oh, you, you sit- just set it down, and then you put the laptop or whatever it was here mm-hmm. and then she had her laptop there and then uh-huh. i don't think we watched the movie to be honest with you we we're just so just like commentary about, exactly, back and forth exactly that's so, so we, funny you hit play at the same time the movie comes on at the same time and yeah <laughs> yeah it's one of those that's things cute yeah yeah so we had that and then she drove down 
This was kind of like the make it or break it situation for her, I think, is what she told me. She drove down and um, to Texas and it surprised me. And I mm-hmm. didn't know about it. My roommate knew about it, but I didn't know about it. And um, he, when she drove down, we kind of already been that thing, like, I really want to date you. You know, let's be in a relationship type thing. And so we kind of made it official that we were dating around February-ish. Actually, yeah, around February, like Valentine's Day-ish. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but for her, for her to be kind of like a final thing, she's more of like a visual touch type person, has to see it to be, to believe it type thing. So right. she wanted to see how my reactions were. So she drove down with uh, her friend Sarah, who was her romance at the time, to to come hang out or to, to surprise me. So I got back from school and I came in the door and um, they were in the parking lot already. Mm-hmm. And so we were just on the phone talking because I didn't know she was in the parking lot. So I just kept on talking to her on the phone over and <laughs> over again. That's and funny. I was like, All right, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to go in the house now. And so I went inside the house and she walked up and or she knocked on the door. And I was like, who's who's here? Wow. Because Robbie, my roommate at the time, and his uh, girl that he was dating at the time were on the couch. I was like, who would come to our house at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock at night? Mm-hmm. And so I looked and I was like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And it was just unreal. Yeah. It was you were really just, weird. yeah. I kissed her like right from the get go. Oh, you did? Yeah. As yeah. soon as you saw her. Very, very close after. Uh-huh. So I was so kind of like, after a shocked. few Skype dates. Yeah. And stuff. I think I was like making a lunchable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you make a lunchable? Well, you open it. You open you it and you make a cracker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you were yeah. making. <laughs> During the lunchable, you yeah, had the urge, and I dropped it on the ground or whatever mm. I was eating. I, I'm pretty the sure the old drop the lunchable trick. Yeah, the old. She'll throw t- the throw the, the deli ground. meat. Throw the yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the turkey one. That was my yeah. favorite. Oh, I um, love those. I like the ones with the white cheese, not the oh yeah, yellow. not the yellow cheese. No, I like cheddar. Good enough. Mm-hmm. So I we did that, and then I kissed her, and then <laughs> it was and like it was, a shocking moment, right? And um. I, that was my first reaction. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. That's cool, man. Yeah, and it's been uh, blissful ever since. So you, how long before until you got married? Oh, we we got engaged probably seven months later, and then mm-hmm. we got married probably about six months after that. Seven months after that, it wasn't that long. Okay. I kind of always thought I was going to be the guy that got married around thirty-five ish. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really like. How old are you now? Thirty-three. Oh, you're just a youngin. Yeah. I started all my entrepreneurial uh, ventures when I was 33. Did you? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a good number. It is a good number. Yeah. I think there's big things happening for you. Maybe. Yeah, I think there's there's some some something in you that right. I think there's there's some stuff that God's been doing in you for the last last year. Yeah. Or more. I feel like I'm being stirred in a different direction. I feel like I'm being pushed for sure. I don't know where where I'm going, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like I'm getting pushed. (laughs) (laughs) So, um. So what what's been the hardest thing that you and um, Elisa have gone through? A lot. Um, it's that's like a a lot for us, and probably for like any marriage couple. Probably you know nothing that maybe nobody would have to go through. I okay. hope not. Um, so very first thing is we we got married in April. Actually, this Sunday will be six years. Mm-hmm. And um, when we got married, we went to Disney. Mm-hmm. My wife has battled limes for the past. Let's see, we've been married for six years. She's probably been like treating it for the past, I'd say, eight for Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. Lyme mm-hmm. disease. Yep. And so, at the time when we got married, she was kind of on 
you know, you get married, you're busy, you're always doing something. There's really not a rest period. Your <clears throat> wedding dress, what whatever the right. case may be, you have something going on. Exactly. Right. You're always something's going on with you, mm-hmm. especially if you're the bride. Right. Um so don't have time to think about stuff. No, not at all. And so she we had all that, went to the wedding, went to, you know, obviously we were there. And then um, the next morning we, we flew out to to Disney. Well, she started like sh- the shakes, like <laughs> bad. Wow. Like so severe on the plane. On the way. On the way. Like, Orlando we're, or, we're, or California? Uh, Orlando. Uh-huh. And so we, I'm like, what are you, it's like, are you okay? She's like, I just can't stop shaking. Hmm. And so like the ladies, like the stewardess or whatever, she's like, does she need anything? It's like, blanket pillow i was like yeah whatever you got let's just figure let's mm-hmm. figure it out so she has the shakes the whole time and i think they stopped like an hour after the flight maybe an hour and a half it was it was a while mm-hmm. until they stopped and then um we we land we get to the you know resort and unpack our stuff and then you know i think the very first day she wanted to go to universal because they had the harry potter stuff mm-hmm. so we did that all day and i'm like hey just pace yourself because you know you have you know a lot a lot of stuff going on you got to mm-hmm. kind of like pace yourself well she kind of just oh i'm fine and mm-hmm. that night she um got into an issue where she just could not breathe mm. it was weird it was so weird i've never seen her do it and so i'm freaking out because i'm like what do you do um so you call the you know the help front front desk for help and they send an ambulance over and they mm. pump her with some oxygen to get her to stop breathing correctly and calm her down and stuff. Like it was bad. Um, and then the next day, I don't know that night she wanted to go to the pool and she didn't have enough energy to walk over there to it. So right. the staff at Disney, which were fantastic, by the way, if you ever have an issue at Disney, you're first class top notch and everything. It's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, they gave her a wheelchair and so I was pushing her to the thing. And it was one of those moments where, like, we both kind of broke. Mm. Um, I was crying because she was hurt. She was crying because, you know, she was, you know, she's hurting and she can't, you know, walk. Some, she couldn't walk and, you know, feelings were just gone. Um, but. Jeez. Yeah. This is like three days into your marriage. No, one day. One day. One day the after. first day. Yeah, first day after. And so we get to the pool and she's. You can see that she's starting to have a little bit more of like, because she's, my wife is the most giving person you could think of. Like, she really does try to, for the energy that she has, she she uses it to the fullest amount. Right. That, I mean, that's just the best way to describe it. If, mm-hmm. if there's a drop of energy in her, she's and she has to use it for selfless reasons, she will drain herself completely mm-hmm. for right, it. Right, right. Um, so she felt horrible that this was happening on our honeymoon. Well, so we had that moment. That was kind of like a, oh my gosh, this is happening you right. know, on our honeymoon type thing. And then... Did you feel sorry for yourself a little bit? Or were you just so concerned about her at this point? No, I didn't feel sorry. I didn't get that until later in life. Okay. Um, and that's just because it's just a battle dealing with this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, It was sorry for her because yeah. I wanted her to have a good time. And I wanted her to to do this. So... We we finished the trip. She she enjoyed herself a little bit. The cool thing about having a wheelchair at Disney is that you get to cut in front of everybody. Oh yeah! So 
glass half full and then <laughs> and have to wait in line at all. People could take advantage of that, yeah. I think. Well, I for sure would you did. rather not take right. advantage yeah, of that. Right, yeah, you wouldn't have wanted to. Yeah, sure. I'd rather have us wait in line with her being healthy. Yeah. Um. So we did that, came home, she called her doctor, told, her, told him the situation, what happened, and then he's like, hey, you need to come like to North Carolina now. Mm-hmm. So... She has to move back to North Carolina literally like the week we just got back. Wow. And you're in Houston at this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she flies back and I think we were living with my parents just because we didn't know where we were going to move to. Yep. And then I pack up the car two weeks later, three weeks later, and then Mm -hmm. I moved to North Carolina. Right. And so we're there for seven months. She's getting back to kind of normal. And then... um, we She finally gets to a point where they're ready to like... Okay, you can go, you know, do things in life now. So then we go back to Houston and then we lived there for two years. Two years or a year. Okay. And um what year is this now? Uh two thousand and see we got married in two thousand eleven. So this is like two thousand twelve. I'll go with twelve. Yeah. Go with twelve. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Two thousand twelve. And then we start living in North Houston. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, try to have as much of a normal life as you can. Yep. And you're working at this point, you're working at Firestone or whatever. Discount Tire still. Discount Tire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've always been with them mm-hmm. uh, for job for always. So mm-hmm. that's uh, basically the reason why we moved back to Houston is because my manager was like, hey, just move back over here and I can get you into full time. Because at that time, you know, we needed insurance because of, right. you know, life. Mm-hmm. Um, so moved back. I got promoted. Moved to North Houston. Um, and then... You know, had our apartment, our dogs, and then I think around, it was around my birthday, in July we found out she was pregnant. Uh Uh-huh. So, that was like a big like, whoa, you're pregnant. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, fake pregnant? (laughs) (laughs) uh, How do you be fake pregnant? I don't know. I was just, I was just like kind of really shocked by it. Right. Just to, Mm -hmm. because we've always been told this shit, it would be like the worst, like the biggest ordeal for her to get pregnant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... You're into it, and then you're like, "Oh, you're pregnant." I was mm. like, "That's not what we heard, <laughs> right?" Um, so she's pregnant, and it was, yeah, it's probably the beginning of July because at the end of July, I think is when we we kind of knew everything. Uh, so she goes to her exam for the first time by herself because I don't think I could get off of work for some stupid reason, and um, she comes back, and then we had to go to a specialist because she has. All these drugs she has to take for her Lyme disease. So, mm. to figure out what's going on, you know, what she can take, what she can't take, what's good for the baby, what's not good for the baby. So, we go to the specialist. Um, I think she's like 10 weeks, maybe 12 weeks, maybe a little bit earlier. I, I know it's eight weeks or eight to 12 in that gap. Okay. We get into the office and, you know, it's kind of like all like new to everybody because we're just trying to figure out life. And then, um, the specialist comes out and he's like, all right, let's take it the baby. So he starts looking and at least he's very good at reading situations. And I'm very much like, very like, Oh no, it's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like, Hey, I'm going to go uh, check on something real quick. She's like, what's wrong? And he's like, uh, nothing yet. Let's just, you know, wait it out and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's probably nothing. He probably just wants to make sure you're, you know, whatever. Right. You're trying to comfort. Exactly. And so, the doctor comes back and he does his different test and uh, lo and behold, he tells us 
that uh, our kid has a uh, a rare defect to where it's called anencephaly. Mm-hmm. It's basically where the skull doesn't seal at the top of the at the top, so the um, the brain never like truly forms and, and the skull never sits in. So it just kind of like is like loose, almost like loose jelly, like loose mm-hmm. skin at the top. There's just no hard cover, even though it is like that with regular babies where they have the soft spot, right? But this is like an enlarged the whole like, thing. Is, yeah, the yeah. whole thing is just not there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the diagnosis was termination. <laughs> wow! Like right from the get go. Mm-hmm. And so we're first we're shocked. Hey, we're hey, we're parents. Second, we're shocked that we're finding our kid has some kind of defect that's just not curable. Right. Um, and then third, we're like, of course, like anybody else would say, well, what are our options? And mm-hmm. we hear termination is basically our only option. Oh, yeah. anybody who has this basically just terminates a kid and just mm-hmm. goes on with life. And we're like, um, I don't think that's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. So I think we had a week or two. Yeah, it had been earlier because I think you can't have a termination after might be what fifteen, fourteen weeks or something like that. I don't know. I In think, Texas, I don't know what the the rule law is there, but of course that gets into the whole yeah abortion. And we were in that area, type. right? Mm-hmm. We were in that area to where it was kind of make or break. You either mm-hmm. do it or you don't do it. Mm-hmm. You have like a week, week and a half to think about it, right? So we have our minds blown. We're crying. We're in the car. You know, we're trying to, you know, and of course we're in Houston and rush hour traffic. So yeah. you can't go anywhere. Somewhere on 610 probably. Yeah, absolutely miserable. Yeah, absolutely miserable. So yeah. I'm like, well, let's go get something to eat. So we go to P.F. Chang's and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I remember. I think it's <laughs> kind of a little bit weird that you remember restaurants and little details yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't know why I do that, but mm-hmm. I remember being in P.F. Chang's. I remember we're both wearing our sunglasses. I remember mm-hmm. we're both crying. Mm-hmm. And I remember both of us like ordering and just <laughs> right. Um, I couldn't even eat. I mean, it's. I think it was just there because we were just we just knew we had to, to think do of something. something to do. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then it was still horrible traffic. I was like, well, let's <clears throat> let's just go watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And so we go watch a movie, and it's a uh, the very first stupid uh, those commercials they play before the movie. Oh no! Is a children's hospital ad. Oh great! So it's like. We're here to save your kid mm-hmm, when nobody mm-hmm. else can. And I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. Mm-hmm. This is horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, I can't even tell you the movie we watched. I saw, I don't remember, but I remember that ad. Mm. And then I remember calling my boss and telling him, hey, I'm not coming in for the week. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why? I was mm-hmm. like, because I found out my kid has a birth defect and I just don't know how to react right now. Mm-hmm. And he's going to pass away. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and my boss at the time, he he has a good heart, but he's kind of like very into himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Well, w- w- what do you think?" I was like, "It's my, it's our first kid. I don't really, I, I don't really care right now, buddy." Mm-hmm. I was like, "So you you can figure it out because I'm not coming in." Mm-hmm. I was like, "I'm not calling in because my toe hurts." Right. So he was like, "Well, uh, I guess just uh, whatever, whatever. Just let me know what you need." And it kind of mm-hmm. had one of those. I was like, "Yeah, I will." <laughs> and so. I don't know. I just don't have, I don't think like that. So it's hard for me to believe that people think like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that and then I'm at home and I just remember just being, I haven't lost a, anybody really in my life. I've lost a couple of friends, but family members, I still have both sets of grandparents. I still have, you know, all my parents, um, and things like that. So losing a kid was just a different, tier of um 
of loss. Of loss. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've never experienced any of it. Right. Um, and so that's when my my time, because I, I was already kind of a selfish person. Mm-hmm. And so that enhanced my my selfishness um, in a lot of ways. Because instead of taking care of my wife, <clears throat> me being naive to everything, I was trying to take care of myself to fill the void of whatever I was feeling at the time. Mm-hmm. So if I was depressed, I'd probably want to eat something. If I was, you know, um, thinking about bad thoughts, I would go buy something. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I just didn't have a good mindset at, at all to um, take care of my wife the proper way. I felt like I'm a very access service guy. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like, hey, I'll go get you a Coke. What do you want to eat? What do you want to do? Um I can do that, no problem at all. I I feel like that's, that's the me. way you love. That's the yeah, that's the way of me feeling like I'm providing for mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even think about emotional providing or you know whatever she would just or what be. she might have needed exactly because I just didn't think of it because so did you just kind of close yourself off to her? And I, I just think I closed myself situation? off in general. General, like mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to how to deal. Mm-hmm. She's very good at being um, open about things like that because she. She lost her father at a very young age at, I think she's about 21. Mm-hmm. And so she's she's kind of had those, I mean, the poor girl's had a lot of blows. And so she's mm-hmm. kind of had that that going. But you can tell that we st- that it's a still struggle for us to kind of like move on with that mm-hmm. because it's just one of those things like you can't, you don't get back that time. You know, yeah. you don't really like, oh, I apologize for being such a horrible person in my mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. during a time that you absolutely needed me. And I just didn't. And I think that's what hurts me the most is that there's no time change. Like mm-hmm. you, as much as you could pay for it or whatever you could do, there's yeah. no like going back and figuring out this. Um, so we we decided on having the kid mm-hmm. to to have our son, and so you found out it was a boy. Found out it was a boy. Found out it was a boy. He had a he had at least his long limbs, like he was super long fingers, and mm-hmm. but he had a smushed nose like me mm-hmm. and dark hair. So he was. Uh, so he could develop. He didn't. He he was able to be birthed. He was. So the anesthet. I forgot this part. So an anesthetically, usually the kids, the higher the higher rate of them ha- not having a brain mm-hmm. is a lot is a lot higher than them. And then uh, I'm sorry, not having a brain is higher. And then having a brain is super low. Mm-hmm. He had a brain. Mm-hmm. So while he was in Elisa's tummy. Normal kids sucking on his thumb, kicking around, moving, you know, mm-hmm. things of that nature, because. There's nothing pulling on the brain or anything like that, mm-hmm. I guess, when they get out. Mm-hmm. So once we found out he had a, I think if he didn't have a brain, the decision to have the abortion might have been a little bit more of an option. Mm-hmm. But because he had one, it was very normal and active and moving. And right. Kicking, sure. It was just so much harder for for us to... to uh, it didn't even come into play, if right. I'm being honest with you. It mm-hmm. wasn't even an option. Mm-hmm. It was just like, we're going to have the kid. Mm-hmm. And it was more of her option, you know, mm-hmm. than mine. I, I was... I was definitely pro. Let's have the kid, mm-hmm. and but if she was really like, hey, my body and Lyme disease and stuff, I would have totally understood and not had you know mm-hmm. there would have been no hurt okay. in me telling her to go the opposite way. But the situation was he had a brain, he was normal, mm-hmm. um, so we we kept going with it. I think she carried him for thirty, thirty two or thirty four weeks, mm-hmm. and so you know we had like a party for him. We went to. A soccer game while she was pregnant. We went to uh, a Rockets game. And so you knew that when he was born, mm-hmm. he would not live long. 
Right. The normal life expectancy is around 15 minutes, I think is what they told us. 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. I think, but the, that's because it's they do it naturally and not a C-section. At least I had mm-hmm. a C-section. Oh, she did. Okay. So I think that was less stress on the baby, mm-hmm. which in our case made him help helped him live longer to okay. to seventy one. I think he was around seventy one minutes. Okay, versus the fifteen minutes that would have been the other way around. Okay, so, so you you kind of did things before he was born to mm-hmm. kind of experience. Yeah, what that what was that like though for you? Were you an emotional wreck or were you were you shutting off your emotions? I would have been. I don't know. I know how I would have been. Yeah. I'm just curious. What about you? It was come and go. I mean, I would be. What about Elisa? See, that's that's kind of like where I was being selfish. I wasn't really worried, you know, and like I would see her crying and stuff like that, but I wouldn't really know emotionally what she was what she was thinking at the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I was just trying. I was always busy, you know. Mm-hmm. I had work and I had to do, and you know, my job's from seven to seven, so right. it's not like I'm. The time I'm at work, I'm not really... And so she's a writer, songwriter, she's, yeah, and singer. She's at, she's at home all the time. And so the processing all this out with, with songs and music. Right. Yeah, right. It's, kind of so a, it's she, a very dark place. She's in a different different yeah. area for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, at that time, I was busier. Mm-hmm. You know, now, now we're both super busy, so it's just easier for, for us to kind of get lost in normal right. daily life. Right. Um, but at the time, she wasn't... <clears throat> really working because she was pregnant and she wasn't feeling well and throwing up all the time and never really kicked the whole like feeling bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so tell me now you did all those things. Mm-hmm. You were not emotional about it or come and go. You were sometimes emotional with it. Sometimes you right. weren't really able to process. Right. And then I'm a very passive guy. So I think naturally I just kind of wanted to pretend like nothing was not, nothing was wrong, but just like, it's like, cool. It's, it's never cool. going to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so all those moments are things that I always remember. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the the cool thing about doing them is that it's not like they they get forgotten. So, uh so tell me about the the day of his birth and what that, that was like. That was a we woke up at 4 or 3 and her brother was staying with us. Mm-hmm. And so Everybody was in town. I think her mom and her mom, her stepdad and my parents and stuff. And so we get to the hospital early and I remember we were driving and I was playing explosions in the sky in the car. And then I remember she was like, I don't want to listen to that. Mm -hmm. And so I put on Matt Carney (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I just remember stupid things like that. (laughs) And then um, we get to the thing, we get to the hospital, we get in there and then I absolutely lose it because I think this is when I realize this is this is when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the nurse, the nurse is talking to me, and I'm like, and my wife is very thorough. Like mm-hmm. if you, she's just she had a note of everything that she wanted to have happen, mm-hmm. exactly when she wanted to have things have happen. Uh, my best man Colby was there, mm-hmm. um, you know, when he was born. Uh, our pastor at the time, KCC, uh, he was there as well. Um, Not the KCC that's part of. Uh uh, he's, I am second. No, him, right? he's no, uh, KCC's. He's a uh, he's the pastor at C uh, three Magnolia and okay and the All right, Continue. So we have our you know tight knit people that we wanted there, mm-hmm. and then uh, my brother, and then um, I'm in the room, like walking to it, 
with them. But I just remember like I gave the, 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 I think it was the head nurse at the time or the head nurse for our, our scenario. And I just remember like losing it and hugging her and crying. She's like, it's going to be okay. We're going to figure it out. And mm-hmm. you know, it's, everything's going to go as well as, as possibly as it can. I guarantee you that. And I, we really got blessed with the best scenario of mm-hmm. the worst scenario you could have mm-hmm. happen, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so we, we walk in there and, um, we all, our pastor that married us was there too and his wife. And so we all prayed before she went in and then she, I went in with her cause I think right after they gave her the C-section, I was going to be the first one handed the kid. And so I was kind of watching it, but not watching it because they're like, well, don't get too glass because you probably don't want to see everything that's going on. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, um, especially if you have a light stomach. Exactly. Or- for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, um, sitting there and I was just, they're kind of like, well, how are you feeling? I was like, I don't really know. I just kind of mm-hmm. like, it almost like feels like, like when you're super nervous, mm-hmm. but times that by like a million. Right. Um, so they, they get the kiddo, uh, we named him London. So they take London out mm-hmm. and they said the first thing he did was like cry, mm-hmm. like a big yell. And, uh, you were there was kicking. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't hear that or see that. Um, were you in another room then? Well, I was, so the glass was there, oh. you know, so like there was the room that they were doing the operation. Okay. So you could and watch then, through exactly, the glass. Got but it. But I wasn't okay. in the room to, mm-hmm. to, to be there. So that happened. And mm-hmm. then they, I guess they cleaned them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that's what they did. It kind of blurs out in that, that moment. And then they hand me the kid. And then I don't know if you've ever recognized this about me yet, but I'm really awkward during, during like, like bad situations. Mm-hmm. Like I say, dumb stuff all the time. Yep. So the first thing I haven't I s- noticed that. No. Oh yeah. So the first thing I said while walking down the hallway is like, I'm looking at my kid, and it's supposed to be like a sweet moment. I'm like, he's not black. <laughs> That's the first thing the you first, said. First thing I said. <laughs> yeah. Um, to him. To him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the nurses are like laughing like as a, yeah. like to kind of lighten the mood yeah for yourself, i guess just i to don't make yourself amused. i don't know why i do it it's like a diffuser mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. so i was like he's not at least he's not <laughs> <laughs> and so her road manager sarah and then uh our photographer angelique who by the way if there was ever a moment where if I was a photographer and I said, I'm not doing these photos, mm-hmm. it would be during a time like this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's so much emo. She's a good friend of ours. And so we've just been like there. Sure. I, it was just amazing to have photos like this. Yes. With this, this quality moment. and car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And having those it was such a huge blessing. So we had Sarah doing the video camera. Yeah. We had her doing the photography. Um, and so there's me holding him. And then like we, uh, had him baptized Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot in a 71 minute span. Mm-hmm. So we, we came in, I sat like in this rocking chair in the room and I don't, I think I was just talking to him. Um, and then they asked me, what do you want to do next? And I was like, uh, I think I want to do the baptism thing. Mm. And so, uh, they brought in, you know, our pastor, the pastor that married us and then my, my best man. Mm-hmm. And so we did the baptism thing and that was a real emotional thing. <laughs> I can imagine. And so we uh, we did that, and then there was one moment where um, I touched him, and his head kind of moved, mm-hmm. and it was like <laughs> really nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so past that point, we uh, had my parents come in and hold them. And then everybody else came in. And then Elisa came in. Mm-hmm. I want to say maybe. So at this point, she's not in there. No, not at all. So There's he still, got baptized and yeah, all of yeah. that. And, she's and that's why we did recovering. the video thing, just so we could um, yeah. have that as, uh, you know, uh, something she could see later if she wanted to. Was he making noises? I mean, was he was no, or was not he just really. quiet? I mean, the and, only time I saw him move was when I touched his nose and mm-hmm. he kind of like or his lip, mm-hmm. no nose, and then his lip opened up, mm. and so uh, that was pretty cool. And then she came in. I want to say I think in thirty minutes we did that, and then she came in, and then she was kind of coming too, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, where's my kid?" Blah blah yeah. blah. And I'm like, "Hey, he's right here, no problem," you know. You can you can have them, you know. I just want to make sure you're okay. She's like, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So we we place her on his chest, or place him on her chest, and she's laying there with with the, with our kid, and you know, just kind of talking to him. And then you know, her mom's there, and then stepdad, and then everybody else is there. And so I guess in the room, we're all just kind of taking it in, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think it was like. Oh, I played a song that she... I don't even think it was the right song because I'm such an idiot. Um, <laughs> there was a song that she she had on her phone that she wanted me to play to him. And so I think I played the wrong one. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's It was there. It happened. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. uh, it was a song that she wrote about about him. Mm-hmm. So that that's halfway there. And um, we did that. And then... And she just had that time with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was it was her and a bunch of people, but literally it felt like it was just her and him, like because mm-hmm. everybody else was busy trying to let her kind of be Have there. That yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just kind of be there by herself. And so, um, I think we put on music. Yeah, I want to say we put on some kind of music at the time, and um. She was just sitting there talking to him, and then we were all just kind of like laying, like sitting around talking to each other and just trying to, mm-hmm. you know, hug each other and be there for each other. And then, um, I think the nurse, what the nurse do? She kept checking his heartbeat to make sure he's still alive. Mm-hmm. So she just couldn't believe that after six, 60 minutes, he was still, you know, heart beating. Right. So she she kept doing that, and then Elisa would you know just kept being with him, and I think around like the seventieth minute or something like that, she was just super you know Elisa Turnerist, where she's just super brave and super just sucks it up and just de- be the best that she could be for somebody, and it's just like it's okay now you can go. <laughs> and then, <clears throat> sorry, it's okay. Yeah. I think it was either happened right away after that, or it was really, really soon. Mm-hmm. They, it's they like she passed. knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be there with him as well. Well, you yeah, because I was together. there before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I was still in the room whenever she was. Mm-hmm. We never left the room all together. Like we were all. Yeah. Still there. It was just. Um, was it a peaceful passing, or was it? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. no like. Complications or kicking or right you know, or just, any of that. It, it just was a, It was yeah. just a peaceful right. passing. Right. Yeah. So mm. that was. Um, yeah, man. That was <laughs> very very weird day. Um, very great day, but at the same time, very just. 
I guess you don't even think about like where do you go from here until way after. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're still in the whole like, um, what are we doing type thing? Yeah. yeah. Can't fully process it. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. So we, we, he passed and then we, you know, we did the whole, like had outfits for him to lay mm-hmm. out. So we did that thing. And then uh, she took pictures of that, and then we took pictures together with him, mm-hmm. and then... After he had passed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because just, we didn't want to do any of that stuff like at, like during. Right. Sure. Because you wanted to have the time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's, to set up a kid's outfit takes, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes. Right. I mean, you think about we're doing time. that, we're already halfway through his mm-hmm. life, so mm-hmm. I mean, you just couldn't... Yeah. Do that. So we did. We did pictures and stuff like that, and then um, we kept his. Uh, we kept his like him. Um, I want to say for two days, or maybe it was just a day after. Yeah, I think it was just a day, and then the, mm-hmm. the second day they picked him up, take him to the casket funeral type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were you actually kept him? Yeah, they let us have uh, his his body for uh, like a day uh-huh. or a day and a half. I mean, it could have been longer, I guess, if we asked. But we kind of knew that. Tell me about that. What what um, what was what was it about that that really um, meant something to you? Um, that you would have more time with. To was it was it. I'm just, I don't even know. I don't even know what, what was I it think for us, it was just to, I don't know. I mean, I think for, maybe for me, it was just to see what it'd be like. Hmm. You're not, you're not going to get that time, hmm. you know? Yeah. So I think it was just kind of like to, to, so to speak, go through the motions of, you know, changing outfits Parent. or holding a kid or, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, I think that was kind of the, uh, and even my dad was um, very like, I kind of, I don't, I don't know why y'all had for that long. I was like, well, you don't, you know. I'm not going to have him for very long. Yeah, yeah. You wanted to have your boy for as long as possible. Yeah, it was like a, yeah, like a, I want to say a day and a half. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess two days technically because we, you know, we had the whole, you know, her having the kid day sure. and then the day after. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I guess two two days and right a half ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we, uh, yeah, we did the outfit thing, watched some movies. We're all mentally exhausted, so you yeah, know, just trying to take naps and. Figure out uh, that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, we just, um, then I think the funeral thing was like, that was kind of a blur. Like, yeah. I don't really remember that so much. That was right after? Yeah. A few days Because after. we knew that we weren't going to have everybody there that was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you guys are ready to go home and, right. you know, do, do their normal thing. They have kids and stuff that mm-hmm. they had to kind of go through. Right, their their things, yeah, and so we were like, all right, let's just do it all. You know, have to knock it all out. And so, mm-hmm. my company actually paid for uh, 
the funeral cost. Huh. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, we like, I mean, not liked out, but we, we definitely had a huge blessing in that kind of aspect that we didn't have to. <clears throat> yeah about that's that. expensive it can be expensive. yeah that's and we didn't even notice that i mean because obviously you don't think about you don't even think things. about that kind of stuff yeah. sure um so what what date was this when he was born uh he was born on december 7th december 7th mm-hmm. 2012 12 yeah a year after <laughs> mm-hmm. okay yeah and uh so funeral i mean what were you going through and where are you now with it I mean, obviously, it's still very. I mean, I, I, I'll just kind of back up a little bit. Elisa shared her testimony at church, I think, last year or something. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Like, I had no idea about all this stuff. Yeah. Um, that's when I just, you know, my respect level. Not that it was bad before. I'm just saying it was just like, wow, much respect to you both for what you went through because that would have been. You know, I can't even put myself in that position. And right. when I do, it's it, you, you it's not a happy yeah. place. It's a very yeah. dark place. So, um, tell me about four years later now, four and a half years later. I th- I think four and a half years later, I'm just now figuring out that um, my wife is very graceful <laughs> and she is very for forgiving and. Um, very much a better person than I will ever be. And, um, why do you say that? I, she just has so much patience for, for me. Like as for all my shortcomings, were you, were you, you you had, you felt like you had shortcomings back then? Oh, it's huge. Oh yeah, for sure. When the baby was born. For sure. Like I just didn't, um, I didn't understand, um, you know how like you're so like I, I don't know how to describe it. So my wife is is very much the whole she doesn't think about herself first type mm-hmm. mentality. But my but me I was a very and I wasn't an only child, which is weird. Um, I'm a very me 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 driven person. Mm-hmm. Um, take care of me first. What do I need? What do I want? How right. do I, how do? And I think that because my thought process is, and this is how I play mind games with myself, is I I think. How am I going to take care of myself so I can take care of her? Okay. So how do I feed this engine or whatever it is so I can keep going so I can take care of that take care of that engine mm-hmm. or whatever? But what happens is I do more and more selfish things over and over again, trying to numb my, especially that time, just trying to numb my effects. Okay. Of feeling horrible for myself or bad for myself or you know laughing at certain stupid situations or something like that. Like mm-hmm. I just have that kind of mentality where. Passive is good for me. Head on with it is not my my thing. Mm-hmm. So um, in this four and a half year, I think more so probably in the last six months. Um, and she probably won't feel it as much as I will because she's kind of seeing me at my worst and then um, seeing me always say like, oh yeah, I'm going to do better. I'm going to be better. I'm going to do this. But I feel like the past six months, I've been more grinding out my faults. Mm-hmm. And Dealing might not, with them, yeah, and not as as far as like being like I, I don't believe. I mean, for me, I don't believe I have that. Like, I can just drop it, habit, like never do it again. Mm-hmm. There's always that temptation there. I feel like you have to put yourself. I I forgot what book I read it in, but they're like to develop 
different habits, you have to create good habits to take care of the bad habits. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, that makes sense. I can't keep doing the same junk I'm doing over and over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, if right. it's creating the same scenarios all over. Right. So it's not about stopping. It's about finding a good habit right. that, that will replace the bad one. Exactly. Um, and so, what is that for you? Uh, I mean, what are some of those good habits that you replaced? Uh, some of my good habits lately have been, you know, and it's so stupid because you're at 33, you just don't even really think about it. But, you know, taking care of myself physically and and mentally and and spiritually and stuff like that. Being mm-hmm. Being... Being able to admit to yourself, hey, you have an issue. You're a little bit overweight. Mm-hmm. You need to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, you have an eating problem. Mm-hmm. And I think those are my two faults. Like spending money and eating are just not my strengths. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, you know, if I'm at an all eating buffet, I'm eating until I'm full. Right. Like I don't have that filter where I'm like, oh, you know, three pieces are good enough. I'm like, no, right. I can go with at least, at least another six. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that filter is, um, is huge. And so me just send, <laughs> being honest you, with yourself. Yeah. It's like, I, like I was telling you, I don't know if I told you or if it was somebody else, but I wrote somebody on uh, Instagram asking them, Hey, I, cause I'm trying out a new diet. And I was like, do you ever have this craving? And if so, like, what, what do you, what do you do? And he's like, yeah, I do. I just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Okay. So that there's makes no sense. excuse. Yeah, I was like, okay. That's very interesting. So you're kind of in process with all of this right now. I think I'm trying to grow from it mm-hmm. versus growing away away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to trying to build myself up versus passing my my way out. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, I took care of every problem. And, and I think this is kind of where that stems from. Is um, in my family, we were always a passive family. Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, somebody did wrong to you, you just never brought it up and just went with it. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, my I was a I wasn't a whore. I mean, had horrible moments as a kid. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I was a horrible kid. I wasn't like very um, destructive or anything right. like that. I just didn't, you know, just was a selfish jerk every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And so, but if we did anything, it was like, Hey, okay, pass it under the rug. My wife, on the other hand, is not like that. She's a very... It's interesting what marriage does to a man. We need to work this out type thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know how. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you can't escape it. No, not at all. Yeah. And so um, we're we're now dealing with a lot of stuff that that I... You know, just did not know how to properly take care of now versus later. Which is good, because I'm glad we're... Um, I'm glad she cares enough to still want to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that that's that's huge to me. Is that the fact that she is, um, because especially now, like in a selfish world that we live in, like people don't want to deal with struggles. Mm-hmm. So, like if if you're struggling, I'm done with you. Like I don't want to be married to you. We're, we're we can we can get divorced, but mm. you know she, you know, hasn't ever strayed that way. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's something to speak about her character that she's not. Very like, let me give up on you type thing. Right. And just find a new life. <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, we could talk for a long time, but it's been an hour and a half. Has it? Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, it's pretty, pretty awesome story, though. I'm, I'm blown away that you were vulnerable. I don't think I've ever sat here and bawled like I did. 
um, here. It's uh, and that's the one that everybody's always like, "You got kids?" I'm like, "Yeah, well, yes, mm-hmm. yes," but mm-hmm. then you don't want to go into the. It's just an emotional story. You don't yeah. feel like being that guy, and and I and I'll never. <laughs> yeah, I do have a kid. He's you know five years old. Blah blah. blah. Like that's that's how I go with it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of. Just, just go from there. I mm-hmm. think that's that's another thing too. Whenever we had our kid, is like I'm not going to be the parent who denies my kid. Mm. Um, and I'm not, I don't know if everybody does that or not. I'm not trying to put well, myself heard, into a box. But, yeah, I've heard some people say, uh, "Yeah, I've I, I have a kid, a heavenly kid, or something." He's like that. in heaven now. Yeah, or something. Do you say that, or do you just do you just go with it? I just say, "No, I have a kid. He's five. He's mm. a little boy." Do you celebrate London. his birthday every year. Yeah, I mean, we'll uh, we'll make a cake or you know make balloons or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, we we do something for it every year. I feel like we've always had something going on though. Like mm-hmm. one time she was playing at a church. Yeah. So, but you'll always recognize and yeah. honor. Oh uh, yeah, I'm never, December seventh will never be a day that we're just like, oh, it's just December seventh, right? It just right. that's not that. It's always a special time, exactly. Yeah. So, so you do plan or don't plan to have kids? Um, we do plan to have kids. We do plan to have We kids. just don't know when. We don't know when. We don't okay. really have like an idea for that. We didn't expect that's to have cool. the first one. So, well, I'm, I'm, I'd be excited to. So we got part three dogs. To three make, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> three normal size. Which when she's traveling people, and dogs. when she's going to be traveling even more. It's it's all on you, buddy. I know. They might not make it. <laughs> hey, you rescued a an aging woman uh, who I for sure. helped didn't you know? You give for her sure were room trying to get to kill her. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't treating her very well. No. So you got a good heart. Sometimes I almost stole your car, but yeah, you might have. You might have. I'm glad you didn't. All right, uh, Jaime uh, or Jaime. I, I don't, Enrique. Uh, yeah, en- Enrique. 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 Um. This is this is really uh, a treat for me. I appreciate you hanging with you. Yeah, man. For uh, a little bit of time, kind of hearing your story and and recording it. Um, I'll probably edit this down a little bit. I would um, hope so. Yeah, yeah. Just to get to the good parts. Okay. We had a lot of banter for about forty for minutes. Sure, we really did. <laughs> so we'll we'll uh, we'll see what we need to keep. Okay. Um, but uh, this was fun. Enjoyed this very yeah. much. Thanks for coming over. No worries at all. I'm really disappointed you didn't bring me a Starbucks, though. Well, if I didn't realize I was going to be in the middle of everything of traffic, <laughs> I was so frustrated. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of a bad spot right now. But anyway, uh, thanks to you, uh, Jaime, Lara, for joining me. Any way that people can reach you? Do you have a Instagram or? I do. Um, yeah, I do have an Instagram. It's uh, it's Jaime D Lara. Mm-hmm. L A R A. Yeah, J A I M E D L A R A. But mm-hmm. I think that's all mine. I have a Twitter. I don't hardly ever use a Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, Facebook. I hardly ever do. I think Instagram is my main thing. Yeah, just because I like pictures. Seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a very huge. I used to tweet a lot when I was a kid in college, but I don't do that anymore. Really. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Had more of an open mouth. Yep. I'm yeah. sure. Well, Twitter was big back then, 2008, too. 2009. I got Snapchat, but I don't know how to use yeah, it. Yeah, I don't even know how to use Snapchat. Forget so, it. I'm older. I, I know. know I mean, I'm really old. So, <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, man. And uh, everybody else, uh, comment below if you relate to this story. And if you want to comment about this story, just uh, do that in the Courageous Community at courageouscommunity.com. You just go to the Facebook group. And uh, this story will be posted there. Uh, You can share it on the public Courageous Community page. Um, 
just facebook.com. The Courageous Community is where you can find it. Um, my thanks to Jaime and uh, just uh, for a, just a really good, um, honest conversation today. Um, for now, uh, that's it for me. I'm Eric Nordoff, and you've been listening to The Courage Cast.